Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from the Old Testament reading in Exodus 16. When the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine, flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is God's word. This past Thursday morning at our Thursday morning Bible study, we're studying the book of Acts right now. The Acts of our apostles, the apostles that went after Jesus after he ascended into heaven. They carried out the work he gave them to do. And we read in there that the apostles performed miracles. They performed signs. And it led to a discussion we had as to whether or not God still does miracles today. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that and ask yourself that question. Does God do miracles today? I think probably the majority of Christians would say, yes, absolutely. God still does miraculous things today. But now I want you to be more specific. What do you define as a miracle? So like, for example, there's a husband and wife and they've been struggling to put food on the table and pay the bills and keep the light on. And they wake up and there's a few thousand dollars in their bank account from stimulus money. Regardless of what you think of whether the stimulus is good or bad, is that a miracle? Or someone who's been suffering from sickness and they need a surgery, an operation, and they get that operation and afterwards they're restored to health. Was it a miracle? A man in a boat in an icy river and it capsizes and he's thrown overboard and a passerby in another boat sees him and pulls him out of the icy water to safety. Is that a miracle? Well, it's certainly God at work, right? Certainly God doing good things for his people. But I think we as Christians, if we're honest with ourselves, we kind of wrestle with the fact that we don't see the sort of against the grain of nature things that God did throughout the Bible. Is someone being healed because they had a surgery, a miracle? Well, probably not in the same way as manna appearing on the wilderness floor. Not in the same way as Jesus feeding 5,000 people with just five barley loaves and two fish. Miracles for us tend to defy explanation, defy the laws of nature, defy our human understanding. And admit it. You've thought to yourself, I'd have so much easier a time believing God and believing his promises if I saw a miracle 
now and then. False. We know because Israel saw no shortage of truly miraculous things. And you have to keep this in mind as you hear in Exodus 16 that they're grumbling against the Lord. That he's left them to die in the wilderness. Did these people not just see the plagues that God had done in Egypt? Two of which we heard in our Old Testament last week. Did they not just see the Red Sea part before their eyes? Lead them through on dry ground and then that water wipe away Pharaoh and his army? Just the chapter previously. God turned bitter water into sweet water. So that these grumblers and complainers could drink. You see, having access to miracles and seeing miraculous signs before you does not equate to faith. But it does show us in this instance that a loving, gracious God still faithfully feeds and cares for his people, his Israel. Despite their grumbling, despite their lack of gratitude, despite their self-centeredness, God lovingly feeds them. And so it is with you and with me who, let's face it, are every bit the grumblers that Israel were. Malcontent, dissatisfied with what God has given us, rather than looking at how he faithfully pours out his blessings upon us. We're taught by our Lord Jesus to pray, give us this day our daily bread. And he does. He does. At least not, as far as I'm aware, none of you this morning woke up without a roof over your head, food to eat, clothes on your back. Was it a miracle that you woke up with such things? Not in the, maybe in the sense of biblical miracles, but the love of a faithful God, the same. He does not fail you, his people, in spite of your grumbling, in spite of the fact that we are an unthankful Israel. So does God still do miracles today? Actually, that term miracle, it's, it's in the Bible, but it's not used a whole lot. The word, which I've already referenced a few times in the sermon here, that the Bible prefers is signs. You saw it in our gospel for today when Jesus performed the sign of feeding the 5,000. 
What's the difference between a miracle and a sign? Well, they often biblically do refer to the same thing. But when we call something a miracle, we're referring to the seeming supernatural nature of it. Bread doesn't appear on the ground, right? Seas don't part so people can walk through them. They are certainly miracles. But a sign, what is the purpose of a sign? To point you towards something. To give you essential information. Our Lord Jesus, the one who feeds a multitude with just five loaves of bread and two fish, then goes on to teach the crowds that he is the bread of life. Bread kind of gets a bad rap in our world today, and I'm guilty of that as anyone because I don't eat bread anymore in an effort to cut carbs and lose weight. But bread was a building block. If you had bread in Israel, you could live. When Jesus taught, give us this day our daily bread, people often wondered, will I have bread to eat today? Because with just a little bit of flour, water, some oil, and maybe some yeast, you have a meal. And you can feed your home. Jesus, like bread, is the most basic need that we have. That we have a savior from sin, from death, and the devil. Is it a miracle that Jesus Christ is our savior? Is it beyond explanation and description that God himself took on our humanity and gave himself into death? To defeat sin, death, and the devil. To conquer the grave on our behalf. Is that miraculous? Absolutely. Is his victory over the grave on Easter morning a miracle? Without doubt. Because our experience tells us that the dead do not live. But Jesus overcomes the grave. Overcomes your death. He is, after all, the bread of life who satisfies our hunger for righteousness, who satisfies our thirst for salvation. He's our food. He's our drink. He is our sustenance. One more thing about miracles and signs. There is indeed a miracle that happens as we, the people of God, gather in this place. It defies what our eyes tell us and what our knowledge of the world would explain to us. That sinners come to be gathered here to be fed and nourished by Jesus himself 
who is in their midst. Though our eyes do not see him, though experience would tell us it can't be true, you and I, dear Christians, we know, we take heart that the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the very bread of life, is here to feed his people, is manna for those in the wilderness. We give thanks to God, dear friends, in Jesus, that this miracle occurs for us week in, week out, day in and day out as we gather around God's word. Give thanks to God this day as you gather at the table today that the miracle of the bread of life, the miracle of Jesus Christ, your Savior, is being performed for you once again. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.